What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of D-Lo Speaks. If you haven't already, go to Twitter and follow my podcast page at D-Lo Speaks. And you can follow my personal page at Ask Me Sucker. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, everybody? I'm back with another episode. I want to thank y'all for listening. If you haven't already, go to my Twitter page and follow me at D-Lo Speaks, or you can follow my personal page at Ask Me Sucker. And I just, I'm just going to go ahead and get right on in to the topic. Well, the topic that has been surfacing ever since the versus battle. Now, these versus battle has really been I want to say like I feel as though it's a game changer within music or the hip hop culture shall I say and the reason I say that is because it brings one is entertainment two is very informative and you know some may not think it's informative but um, if you really love music you would think that it's informative and the reason why I say this is because there's artists who you may have um, forgotten that they had a song that possibly been written by somebody else or you forgot about a song and the history behind it because of course the artist is on the live explaining how they felt during that time or what took place during that time or whatever the case is. I have missed um, a couple of them. I missed the Ludacris and Nelly one because I've totally forgot about it. I wish I didn't because I wanted to catch it. But then, of course, they were saying like Nelly was having complications and different things like that. Um, So, yeah, I ended up missing that one. I caught the Erica Badu and Jill Scott one. That one was really therapeutic. And it was like nostalgic as well because that was like the first female battle one and two I felt like being that it was the first female battle like that was a good way to set the tone for that battle or you know for the battles to come because the first set of battles was like good don't get me wrong the tone was set but as for this one I kind of already expected the the more calming and soothing and therapeutic moments that they were going to bring because you know they really they really protect their inner um inner peace which is really dope but the songs that they were playing like the songs the song with the roots I didn't know that Jill Scott was the one that wrote that verse that Erica was singing. I did not know that. I didn't know that she was the um, the original person and then they asked Erica to do it. And I didn't know that that was her very first written hook for a song like ever. Common asked her whether she could do it and she lied and said that she could. And then she did it and got great results. So that's what I mean when I say that it's informative because it really is. 
Um, when it all boils down to it, I feel like this versus thing is really good for the culture. And I do feel like they should take it to the next level and continue to incorporate it within the culture and get different artists to um, to be a part of it. Of course, you have disagreements here and there between artists, so some of them that you would like to see just won't happen. But at the end of the day, you know, for the ones that we are getting and the ones that are wanting to participate, I'm kind of glad that it's happening. However, I said all that to say this. We all have been wanting a female rap um, versus... And I think that it would be really dope because female rap has always had its um, challenges when it came to being at the forefront or just being respected as a whole. And producer-wise, we've been wanting Missy to do a versus battle with somebody because we... Well, I'm going to just say we as in general because some people may not understand the history of what Missy and Timberland has done, but Missy has um, songs that she has produced, songs that she's written for other artists, whether it was R&B or whatever the case is. She has songs written for herself, so I think that she could hold her own in a versus battle. Um, But having a female versus battle would definitely be good for the culture and it will bring up a lot of um a lot of conversations that i feel needs to happen because a lot of people really don't understand how how much females had to fight in order to be respected and if you would go all the way back to when um Roxanne Shante and Queen Latifah MC like all of them when they first started they were trying to be respected as female MCs or as MCs in general um but you know they just men felt like females weren't supposed to be rapping because they were it was a male dominated field like it was something the males had to do and they just felt like females needed to do female things but Queen Latifah and them wanted to make a statement, and they made a statement. They paved the way for the next set of girls that came, and then those next set of girls paved the way for the next set of girls that came after them. And so, Swiss Beat made a comment about the fact that he was seeing a lot of people saying that they would like to see uh, um, a Lil' Kim and Foxy versus, which I would love to see that as well, but we all know that Lil' Kim is going to, she's going to make sure that never happens. She's going to sweep it under the rug and probably tell them to just take the whole versus thing off Instagram completely. Then, because you already know Foxy is going to agree to it. Like, she won't have no issue with it. And that's because she don't have no hate in her heart. But then people was also saying, oh, they would like to see a Nicki and a Lil' Kim versus. And then Usher, who started all of this, made the comment that he felt like Nicki was the product of Kim. Listen, for everybody that knows, yes, Nikki has listed Kim as one of the people who have influenced her. But everybody knows that Foxy is who Nikki is more influenced by. You can hear it in the lyrics. You can hear it in the the style as opposed to 
the way that they rap and just wanting to stand their own against the men. Kim, Kim doesn't hold or didn't hold what Foxy had contributed to female rap. And Nicki took after Foxy. The only thing that Nicki and Kim really had in common was wearing colorful wigs. And even then, that's something that Kim didn't even create. So this whole product thing, I just looked at it and was like, you know what, Usher, I think you should have rethought your conversation, I mean, your statement about that. And then part of me was like, maybe I should have listened to the whole thing to see where he took it. But then even Swiss Beat kind of like switched the subject and was like, yo, you trending on Twitter. So I don't even know if the conversation even continued. But just from that small clip that I heard, I didn't really agree with the whole product thing. And clearly, there were other people who felt the same. They did not agree with it. Tamar didn't agree with it, which I was 100% behind her. And then you have Lisa Ray with her long head over here just speaking out. And she don't know what she's talking about. You don't know anything about hip-hop. You may have grew up in the era with Little Kim and all of them was out here rapping, but that don't mean you know what you're talking about. Just because the bread is your sister, that don't mean you know what you're talking about, ma'am. Let's just be clear on that. Like, you sound stupid. You're going to make a statement saying Nikki just need to take the seat? Take a seat from what? Kim hasn't had a hit song since Biggie was alive. I mean, we just being honest. So, at the end of the day, we already knew who was behind Little Kim's pen. She just knew how to deliver, which was dope. She had her time within female hip-hop where I can't deny that she didn't come through swinging. And she, yes, she paved the way. She helped pave the way. But she was not the only one. She did not birth female rap. And that's what people need to understand. They need to stop putting this... um this big accomplishment on Little Kim, like she was the only one out here just killing everything. You had Salt and Pepper, um, Foxy, you had um, Queen Pen. All of these females out here was doing their thing around that time and making female rap flourish. So, at the end of the day, let's stop with the whole Kim did this, Kim did that, Kim the only one, Kim did no stop. And besides, her and Nikki have completely different styles, different eras. It wouldn't even make sense to put them in a versus battle. Like, that wouldn't make sense at all. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to see a Lil' Kim and Nikki versus battle. Um, But Lisa Ray, you just need to pipe down with your little long head and leave this alone. Because you don't know what you're saying. You're just saying a bunch of stuff that don't make any sense. But anyway, it's been rumored that the next versus battle would probably be between Jagged Edge and 112. And I'm going to just be the first to say it, whether you like it or not. Jagged Edge will smoke 112 in a versus battle, okay? I just want y'all to understand this. And the reason why I'm saying this is because Jagged Edge had more hits than 112. 
Like, 112 didn't have that much hits. And I don't even really care too much for 112, if we being honest. I mean, I like their music. Don't get me wrong. Um, Some of the songs that I've heard, I do like. Did I listen to them? Not that much. But when it comes to R&B male groups, the ones that I did listen to, like, mainly all the time, was... Boys the Men, Jagged Edge, and Casey and JoJo. I would listen to like a couple of Drew Hill songs or LSG or um, 112. Um, New Edition, I really only listen to one song, and that's Can You Stand the Rain. Um, but you know, Silk, I only listen to Meeting in My Bedroom. And. But yeah, when it comes to the R&B groups, like, Boys to Men is like number one. Regardless to New Edition discovering them, they still better than New Edition. Let's just be clear there. But if I had to rank male R&B groups, like my top five, I would definitely say um, Boys to Men number one, Jagged Edge number two, um, I would say Casey and JoJo, uh, number three, New Edition number four, but the only reason why I'm really putting New Edition at number four, I mean, I do love Can You Stand the Rain, but I feel like it's only right that they be number four. Or number three, really, it don't matter. But number four, because they did discover Boys and Men. Like, they have to be in the top five list if you list Boys and Men. But, yeah, they'll be at number four. And number five, I would have to say Drew Hill. Because I like Drew Hill better than I do 112. Um, And I feel like they could sing better than 112. But, you know... I would like to hear some of y'all ranks. So whenever y'all do listen to this episode, you can always comment on the podcast page or on my personal page. Either way, I'm going to respond because I like to have these type of conversations. Why? Because I love music. I just love everything about it. I love the instruments, which I wish I knew how to play an instrument, but I don't. Um... The only thing I really know how to do is sing. And I'm learning everything about rap and everything that goes with it. So that's what I've been doing on my free time and my spare time over the years. And I am a songwriter. So I've been practicing songwriting and trying to get things, you know, on a certain level. Because if y'all haven't noticed... I do freestyles most of the time, um, which I'm trying to be consistent with because I like progression and I like to challenge myself and see how my creativity level is. I also do covers on YouTube and y'all can also go to YouTube and follow or well, subscribe to my YouTube channel because I do covers here and there. 
Um, but you can listen to my latest covers that I have and the ones that I have previously. But the YouTube channel is Dorian Stancil, D-O-R-I-A-N-S-T-A-N-C-I-L. So yeah, y'all go ahead and subscribe to me on YouTube so y'all can, you know, check out my covers and different things when I post stuff on there. But yeah, I'm a songwriter and I enjoy writing music and I enjoy listening to it. And, you know, something, something about music just like, it just makes me tune out everything in this world and just focus on what's going on with that beat, the voice, the vocals on the beats, um, you know, just everything down all the way down to the songwriting. And I admire a lot of songwriters. Um, definitely Jasmine Sullivan is one of them. Um, I admire Jill Scott's pen. She does great. Um, Neo, I like his songwriting. I like Usher's songwriting. Um, I love Lauren Hill's songwriting. There's, um, and I know it's a lot of other people that I'm, um, forgetting about. I do think that Kelly Price writes good songs. Um, Carrie Hilson, she's a good songwriter, um, songwriter. Um, who else? I know it's, oh, Missy Elliott, I have to include her, whether she's, um, R&B or not. She does have, like, well, when it comes to her R&B pen, like, like she really be going in. So yeah, she's a good songwriter. Um Sia. Sia is a good songwriter. Let's see here. I know it's some there's some more people that I'm leaving out, but you know, I admire a lot of songwriters because I like how they piece together words. And that's that's another thing. But you just have to when you when you're a singer, songwriter whatever the case is, like, you have to know how you're going to connect to the people. And as for me, I'm, like, I, I'm self-aware. I have self-awareness with myself. I know what I need to work on. But at the end of the day, it all takes time, and you just have to, like, be all the way in, focus. So, yeah, I admire that about a lot of artists, but when you as an artist, you have to, like, you have to be true with yourself in order to, to, like, connect to people, and I think that a lot of people who speak on situations when it comes to these artists, they don't really understand, they just remember a moment, and I'm saying all of this just to go back to the whole versus thing, because, I feel like Lisa Ray made the comments that she made out of um, obligations. And I think, well, I don't know if obligations is the word that I want to use, but I feel like she did it. Like she said all of that stuff because she felt like Nikki should um respect the fact that Kim presence was within female rap and because Kim is still here whoever wants to com- you know make them compete with the versus battle 
that Nicki should just respect the fact that Kim have songs out there that is like memorable regardless of whether it's a hit or not but see when it comes to songwriting you have to connect to the people and I understand when I say songwriting Kim might write her songs now but we all know that Biggie was the one that was doing it before so everything was different and if we look at Nikki, we know that Nikki been writing her songs for how long? All the way up until now. So we just have to respect what we we just have to respect that Nikki, regardless of whatever she came in, Nikki has proven herself plenty of times and shown that she can compete she can compete with anybody that she wants to and if she really wanted to do a versus battle and step in that lane for a minute regardless of the song that Kim have out there if Nikki wanted to choose a song to go up against it impact wise we know that in this era with everybody who came after Nikki it would be more influential as opposed to a song that you hear that Kim did before and these mainstream um, rappers or new artists would listen to now. That didn't influence them. Anything that Nicki does or did influenced them. So it don't even make sense for them to have a battle. But if Nicki wanted a battle, she could. So that's the whole singer songwriter i know it was kind of it's maybe sound like it was all over the place and it started with who i who influenced me or you know who i felt was influential when it comes to um songwriting but it all plays a part within music and the culture and all this other stuff you have to hold people accountable when it comes to songwriting because if you out here saying that you get busy with the pen but people know who was behind the pen and then they don't hold you accountable because of the moment, then it's kind of fraudulent. Especially when you're going to pin it on people who are like heavy influencers on people now. And Nikki and Drake were two of the people, like the biggest influential rappers <laughs> for many people behind them they pinned it on them or they don't write their rap so they don't do this drake even credited quentin on the stuff that he did and i understand that his rap is different i get it but i'm sure he didn't write drake verses like he probably threw in a line here and there to make sure like all right, this wouldn't need to sound right, sound like in this current moment right now. And it was probably the hooks that he wrote, but like the verses, and I want to say that he said that it wasn't the um, verses that he wrote. It was just like hooks or whatever. So again, I get that y'all feel as though, you know, when it comes to rapping, um, you have to express yourself through your pen and your creativity because that's how you need to do it or that's how you're supposed to do it. But at the end of the day, those two were always pinned on the wall for 
claiming somebody wrote for them. And Meek Mill was the biggest hater during that time. He was the one that caused all of this. So, you know, I just, he gets on my nerve. But that's a, that's another story for another day. But at the end of the day, I feel as though it's still kind of respectful of the fact that that could have been Quentin's biggest, like, break. And Drake even credited him for it. So, you know, it was showing his talent regardless. And But you just you just got to look at it from a standpoint. Singer-songwriter. They do these things. And if you could do it, then you just have to respect that artist. Drake even wrote Unthinkable by Alicia Keys. So, you know, it shows that he can do this stuff. So, yeah. But, you know, artists get people to write for them all the time, especially when it comes to R&B. Um, but, yeah. These versus battle, like I said, I feel as though it's good for the culture, and I feel like people really enjoy what Swiss Beat and Timbaland is doing. So shout out to them. And I just hope that they continue with everything with the verses and I'll be looking forward to it. So I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of D-Lo Speaks.